Hey guys, welcome back to Great Chat. We've had some excellent conversations this month surrounding friendship. And I think today's episode is probably going to be the most relatable. <laughs> I know that everybody kind of has their own journey and everything isn't always dramatic, right? There isn't always this trauma that is attached to why, you know, we don't have the friendships that we want. There isn't always this big blow up and things like that. Sometimes life just happens, right? Sometimes there are adjustments, there are transitions, there are things that happen in our lives that just cause a dynamic shift within our friendship. And I think it's something that is worth talking about. And so today we are going to discuss friendships in transition. How do you maintain your friendship? How do you have the right conversations? How do you handle your friendships when it seems that your personal life or the lives of those who are your friends are going through a season of transition and change? And so I'm going to take you guys back to 2019. In 2019, I was experiencing some of the worst times of my life. I was in the midst of a very deep depression. And I was also going through um, just being exposed in a way and having my personal business in the streets and just not knowing who to trust, not knowing who was really there for me, not knowing if people were just connecting to try to get the tea or if people genuinely, you know, still wanted to be my friend. So I remember this night and I was just crying out to God, like, God, I don't even have any friends. I don't have anybody to support me and walk me through this season of heartbreak and shame and disappointment and defeat. What what am I supposed to do? And in that moment, God was just like, you have the amount of friends that you actually want to have. And I'm like, God, where is the comfort? <laughs> where is the it's OK, daughter? Like, where's that? But in that moment, I got a rebuke. And he reminded me that, Becca, you have friends. You just don't allow them to be there for you. When I tell y'all that man cut me deep. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I have friends, but I don't allow them to be my friend. And during that time of prayer, we literally sat there in the in the stillness of that night. And I began to see visuals of the ladies who were surrounding me that had really proven themselves to be loyal and consistent and faithful as a friend. But because I had been so hurt in the past, I had a guard up that that I had a guard up in a sense that would not allow me to let people in. Like I was the shoulder to cry on. I was the show up friend. I was there, you know, whenever people needed me, but I would not allow people to be there for me. So if you needed me, I'm going to show up. But if I need you, you may not know about it. <laughs> Because I didn't want to be that vulnerable to say, I need a friend or I need help. And so I went on a little campaign and my friends will tell you this. <laughs> they will vouch for this, okay? <laughs> but I went on a little journey to approach each of the women who got show me during my prayer time and repent to them. I had to repent that I had not been open, that I had not allowed them into my life, that I had not allowed them to see 
my weaknesses and my struggles. And honestly, when I was in that place of being down and out, I know we talked about that on the other episode, but when I was in the cave, I just kept my mask on like I was okay. Like I kept up the facade. I kept up my appearances, um, but I did not allow people to know that I was in, in a cave to even give them an opportunity to come and rescue me. And so I had to go around to each of my friends and repent to them and and let them know that God said that they were my friends and that it is okay for me to be open. And I really feel like that was such a that was such a changing point in my friendships because up until then I had been friends with these ladies for about three years, three or four years at that point. And to think that so much time had gone by and I had not let them meet the authentic me yet said a lot, you know, it said a lot. And I know I mentioned the other episode that, you know, it's okay to kind of start slow and build from there. And I believe that all that is true, but we are also responsible for the pace of the relationship. So if, if you aren't willing to share yourself, if you aren't willing to open up about where you currently are, because I was notorious for sharing about where I came from, that's the easy part. But if I'm sharing with you the things that are going on in real time, like you're a real friend to me. And so that was something that really changed the trajectory of the friendships that I have now was me taking ownership of the fact that I had not allowed them to be a friend to me. And so 2019 was that turning point and we began to really make an investment of time spent together, of conversations and communication, of traveling together and just really asking each other, hey, how are you? And really waiting for the answer, right? And so I felt very proud of myself that at the same time that I am cultivating and building my friendships, I'm also cultivating and building my romantic relationship. And I just felt extremely full, you know, just extremely grateful that finally, after all these years, not only do I have the love of my life, but I also have the friends, like the friend loves of my life as well. And so as time was going on, um, we got up to 2022 and I knew that I was going to be getting married soon. But what I was not expecting, the closer that I got to the altar, was this fear of losing my friends. Back many years ago, when I was first coming into the church and into the things of God, I would hear kind of whispers of, you know, married women can't be friends with single women. We've even heard that culturally, they'll say married women, don't let no single women in your business. Almost like if you were single, you were automatically going to be guilty of something that, you know, some sort of sin against your friend's marriage. And after getting dumped as a friend, um, when friends had, you know, gotten married or moved on to serious relationships, I didn't realize that I had not healed that part of my heart. And so the closer that I got to the altar, the more I feared that I would lose all of my friends. And what I really did um, leading up to the wedding and even 
after the wedding is I began to overcompensate. <laughs> I was so determined to not lose my friends that I went into overdrive. And again, my friends can testify to this. <laughs> I may have to bring them on and, and chat with us one day, but I was I was so adamant about making sure we had girls time, making sure we hung out on the weekends, making sure we went to brunch, making sure that I text everybody every day, making sure that I send a voice note, making sure that I did this, making sure that I did that. And I don't know if at the time they recognized what I was doing, but I was in overdrive. Like when we talk about holding on tight to people, I was probably about to choke my friends. <laughs> like that's how hard I was working, you know, to make sure my friendships stayed secure. Um, but it wasn't until about, about six months into married life that I realized that I was working to stay friends with people who were already committed to be my friend. I'm going to say that again. I was working overtime trying to keep friends that were already committed to being my friend. But I felt like I don't want to be the reason why somebody feels dropped. I don't want to be the reason that someone feels neglected or that someone feels overlooked or I didn't want to be the girl that people talk about and say she got married or she got booed up and then she just dropped her friends. I did not want to be that girl. Okay. And so I was doing whatever I thought was necessary to do that, but it wasn't until I had a conversation with them again, working on transparency, working on being vulnerable. It wasn't until I had a conversation with them and they were like, um, we understand that you are a newlywed ma'am. <laughs> We understand that you are making the adjustment to wifehood and you have a lot going on right now. It is okay. We're not going anywhere. And that just hearing that from them lifted such a weight off of my shoulders. And one of my one of my struggles y'all is performance mode. And so the fact that I can get out of performing for my friends and just go back into just being a friend, whew, I, I get weepy about it to this day because when you have had bad relationships, you have bad friendships, when you have bad experiences with, with people, it can be so daunting to think that I'm going to try it again and this time it's going to work. And then it actually works. I was so grateful for that. But what it reminded me of is that many friendships fail because we don't have conversations during transitions. Many friendships will fail because we don't have the right conversation during transitions. Transition could be anything, right? Transition could be marriage. That could be children. That could be moving out of town. That could be starting a new career. That could be starting a business or trying to scale your business. Transition could be dealing with a, a major death of a loved one. That could be a transition. Um, financial transitions where you may have gone from struggling to now, you know, having money or going from having money to now struggling. Um, so there are many, many transitions that people can go through. Um, 
And just like any romantic relationships, your your friendships can take a hit as well if we aren't careful to have the conversation. You'll notice if you listen to all the episodes of this month concerning friendship, there's a common theme that is woven through every episode, and that is going to be communication. Communication is always going to be the key to any relationship that you have. To the degree that you are willing to communicate is going to be to the the, the degree, Jesus, (laughs) that that relationship is going to be successful. And so although I had this internal feeling about what could potentially happen, I don't think I did the best job of communicating that ahead of time. Like I mentioned it a little bit to my friends, but not to the depth of the weight that was in my heart, right? Concerning possibly losing them as friends, Um, just based on marriage alone. What was also happening during that time, we had, I I had got married, I had got a, a new job. Um, we had, uh, my husband had gotten installed as a pastor shortly after that, my husband's father passed, I was dealing with some health scares. And so just in a very short amount of time, we were dealing with a lot. Then I had friends that were dealing with losing jobs, friends that were dealing with, you know, learning parenting and, and, you know, figuring out their marriage. I have friends who were, you know, children are getting older and just all of these different changes. And, you know, as adults, it's already hard to spend time with each other. Um, We have to schedule our meetings, right? We have to put it on the calendar or it's not going to happen. And so you have to already be extremely um, intentional when it comes to spending time with your friends. But add on top of that, life. And I think sometimes we can become self-absorbed to the point where we don't realize that people have lives too, right? And people have other things going on too. And just like me, they may have things going on that they aren't talking to you about. So I believe a way that we can transition smoother when it comes to our friendships is to resist the temptation to be offended. Resist the temptation to be offended. When you call somebody and they don't call you back or you text somebody, they don't text you back. If you make plans and then they cancel, if you, you know, put out, you know, put your heart out there and they don't share their heart, right? There are so many reasons for us to be offended by each other. And of course, offense is at the feet of expectations, right? If you have an expectation of someone and they don't do that, then there is an offense that could be crouching right there at the door. And so when we're dealing with people and in figuring out friendships, we have to resist the temptation to be offended and assume the best about people. Take a moment to step back and say, you know what? What all do they have going on right now? What all are they trying to grow? What are they trying to nurture? What are they trying to cultivate? What are they trying to develop? What is, is, is there anything negative going on in their lives? Like we have to take a step back, step outside of ourselves for a moment and consider what someone else may be dealing with and come to the understanding that we may not be the priority. I know that sucks to hear, but we may not always be the priority. That does not mean that we are not important. That does not mean that we are not valued or valuable But everybody has a set of priorities and sometimes we aren't at the top of the list. 
And sometimes our friends aren't at the top of our list. Because we tend to be very flexible when it comes to us <laughs> and what we can or can't do or what we have the capacity to do. But let someone else not have the capacity to show up for us. And it's all hell breaking loose, right? But we have to take a moment to step outside of ourselves, step outside of the world revolving around us and consider what does that other person have going on? And you make a choice to not be offended. Now, like I said in the other episode, you guys, if it's something else going on, have a conversation, right? If you're trying to ghost people, like we don't do that, right? <laughs> we're not we're not talking about that. I'm talking about a normal, natural ebbs and flow of life of I'm figuring out <laughs> how to parent. I can't come to the phone right now. I have a, I have a screaming newborn in the background, <laughs> right? Like I can't come to the phone right now. And so that depends on what season of life people are in but we have to be willing to step outside and take a step back to see okay that's what they're dealing with I'm not going to be offended I I mentioned this briefly just a few moments ago but one of the ways that we can help when it comes to friendships and transition seasons is to schedule our time the best thing that you can do is put it on the calendar be realistic be open if it's a week from now, if it's two weeks, if it's a month, put it on the calendar. And what that does is it lets you know that you are not forgotten about. It lets them know that you have not forgotten about them. And it also gives you something to look forward to because I don't care. Your baby may be the best baby in the world. Your husband may be the best spouse in the world. Your job may be the biggest opportunity in the world, but you still need your friends. You need a safe space where you can decompress, where you can let your hair down, where you can have girl talk, where you can just chill. Okay. So although life is transitioning and things are happening and you know, all those, all that good stuff, you still need that space with your friends and that's for men and for women. All right. And so a good way to do that is to schedule it the same way that you would schedule a date, schedule a date with your friends at least every month. Schedule something, go to the movies, go to the nail salon, have a girl's night in, go to brunch. Y'all know we love brunch. Do something that is going to show up, that's, that's going to allow you to show up for your friends in a real way. And if you don't know your friends, love languages, find that out as well, because everybody may not be called quality time, right? They may just need to hear your voice over the phone, or they may just, you know, want a little gift or a little token of appreciation from you. But find out what your friend's love languages are, invest in them in the best way that you can and schedule some time to let them know that you are available and that they are still a priority. Make respect the foundation of your relationships. Many times when life is transitioning and we're trying to maintain friendships in the process, we can have this thought that because we had a certain access to this person, that that access has to remain the same in order for the friendship to be legitimate. For an example, this is hypothetical. If in your singleness, y'all will be on the phone first thing in the morning, all day, all night. You can call them any hours of the night and then they get married and then they're not picking up like they used to. You need to respect the marriage, right? She may not be able to talk to you at two in the morning. <laughs> She may not go to the club with you anymore if going to the club was your thing. 
She may not spend the night at your house if she used to spend the night at your house or you used to spend the night at her house. You may not be able to do those things. And it's not that they may not want you to. It's all about boundaries. It's respecting the boundaries and respecting the season that your friend is in because you say you love them, right? You say that you're happy for them. You say that you celebrate them and you rejoice with them and you are proud of them. You pray for them and encourage them and everything. Respect the boundaries. Have a mutual respect because respect goes both ways. So for the married women, you just because you call your your single friend and you happen to have a little bit of free time doesn't mean they need to jump. <laughs> it doesn't mean they need to jump at your call just because you have some time free. Don't assume that because they aren't married that they have more free time. Don't assume that because they may be married but don't have children that they have more free time, right? We do not owe anybody our time. And you do not own anybody else's time. Just like we don't count people's pockets, we don't count people's clocks. So don't assume that you just have the same amount of access to them that you did in an old season when that season is no longer here. They've transitioned into something else. They've grown into another level. Allow them to grow and respect that growth. Lastly, give your friends space. Give them space to, to confidently walk into the new season. Again, I'm not talking about ghosting. I'm not talking about, you know, disappearing and just expecting them to always reach out or expecting them to always send a text or expecting them to always check on you. You can check in too. But what I'm saying is, is when you are going through a life transition, whether that's marriage or parenthood or, you know, whatever it is, when you are going through a life transition, it feels like being a fish out of water. You're like, what am I doing? I don't know what to do. How do I even start? Am I making a mistake? Am I doing this right? I, my feet don't feel comf confident. Like I have no clue what is going on. And sometimes we need that space to figure it out. That does not mean we don't still need you. That just means that we're trying to figure it out. And sometimes that in and of itself can be the overwhelming thought. Like that can be the hovering thought of how do I figure out how to do something that I've never done before? And if I've never, and if I have done it before, how do I do it with this person? How do I do it in this scenario? We need that space to figure it out. But all of this goes back to having a conversation. Friendships grow based on communication. If you aren't talking through these feelings, and if you aren't being expressive about how you feel or what you need, it's, it's going to stagnate. I'm telling y'all, just like a romantic relationship, if you aren't making the necessary investments and having the necessary conversations, the relationship will stall out. And so my overall advice for you ladies is if you are a friend of somebody who is going through transition, or if you are the person that's going through transition, my encouragement is to communicate, have a conversation, talk about some new boundaries, talk about some ways that you can mutually respect each other, talk about the space that you may need as you're learning to adjust. And don't forget to put y'all's hangouts on the, on the calendar, okay? Put it on the calendar. <laughs> 
Now, if you like today's episode, feel free to follow me all over social media at Preach Becca. You can subscribe to the Great Chat Podcast and also leave me a rating below. And until next time, let's keep the conversation going.